Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Nick, in a moment, you're going to see a horrible thing. What's that? Something that happened to me last night. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Lucy Arnaz. You're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, welcoming you to this week's edition of TV Confidential, radio talk show about television that will bring you an encore presentation, a conversation that originally aired in November 2020 with Emmy-nominated writer, producer, actor, and playwright Billy Van Zent. As a producer, Billy received an Emmy nomination for his work on the acclaimed CBS special I Love Lucy, the very first show, while his other writing and production credits include New Heart, Anything But Love, Daddy Dearest, Suddenly Susan, Martin, and the Wayan Brothers. Billy is also the author of a very funny memoir that provides a front row seat to the absurdity that often goes on behind the scenes of network TV sitcoms. We'll play our conversation with Billy Van Zant in our second hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. Our second hour will also include an encore presentation of a conversation that Tony, Donna, and I had also in November 2020 with actor-comedian Tom Dreesen. We hope you stay tuned for that as well. In the meantime, we will begin our first hour by playing part two of a conversation that began last week with Emmy Award-winning writer, producer, and director Joseph Doherty. Joe's latest book, A Screenwriter's Companion, offers instruction, opinion, and encouragement to writers and would-be writers about the writing process, how to survive in the writing business, plus reflections on some of the many influences that led Joe to his successful career as a screenwriter, playwright, and novelist. Later on in the hour, Joe and I will share some thoughts on some of the writers who have influenced the both of us one way or another throughout our careers as writers. In the meantime, Joseph Doherty is also the author of Chester Bailey, critically acclaimed award-winning play that originally opened in San Francisco a few years back, a production that featured David Strathairn, and which will be mounted again in October at the Irish Repertory Theater in New York City. We'll talk about that in just a second. In the meantime, as we pick up the conversation, we asked Joe, when you write a play for the first time or write anything for the first time, you're not necessarily thinking of a specific actor in mind. You're trying to come up with the best story you can possibly come up with and the most well-rounded characters that you could possibly come up with. And then when it comes time to casting and an actor is later cast in that part and, and you learn the breathing patterns of a David Strathairn or, or, or whatever, you may make some adjustments to that. It becomes a melding of actor and, and character. But uh, in the case of da- uh, David Strathairn is one of my favorite actors. So the fact that you worked with him for in, in Chester Bailey is just really cool. How did that collaboration come to be? Well, it's, uh, 
gosh. Uh, it's one of those kind of step-by-step -step situations where the director of, of the first production of my play, Chester Bailey, is Ron Lago Marcino, uh, who was associated with ACT in San Francisco. And he showed them the play. And they loved the play, and they wanted to do it. And I'm compressing a lot of stuff right now. It makes it sound like it happened in a week. But this is this is the Joe Doherty show. Take as much time as you want. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but I mean, really, it's a, you know, you're talking about casting and stuff like that. But it's like yeah, um, ACC in San Francisco called me and said, "How would you feel about David Strahan doing it?" <laughs> 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 I mean, like, seriously, you're calling me up and asking me, do I think that's a good idea? <laughs> so that's why, I, I, you know, when you talked about the casting process and finding David Strayer, uh no, it didn't work that way. He liked the play and he wanted to do it. Wow. And and we did it. And uh, he was, he, it, it, it's interesting watching people put together performances and, and, and what works and what doesn't work. And, I mean, it was, it's one of those rare... I doubt sincerely that uh, there were many conversations between two people in a rehearsal hall in San Francisco that included in the same conversation Harold Pinter and Godzilla. <laughs> because he's, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge pint, admirer of Pinter. Uh, Straight hair is a Pinter admirer as yeah. well. Uh, and then I don't know. We just kind of did. and in the thing I had forgotten because we were talking. I forget how we actually got to it, but we got to the um, the original Japanese version of Godzilla, which is not the Raymond Burr version. That's that's a, that's an edited film. Yes, that came out three years later. And if you ever get a chance to see the the original in Japanese, it's a Criterion disc. Um. So anyway, we started talking about it, and I realized that the reason David Strayhorn had seen the original Godzilla was that he was in Godzilla. He plays a general yeah. in, in both of the American Godzilla movies. And he actually has, he has scenes with a character who dies in Godzilla in 1956, Professor, uh, Dr. Serenzawa. Uh, so yes, I got, I got this stand there and, and talk briefly to David Strayer and about, about Godzilla and, and Harold Pinter. Apparently they're both a little moody. Uh, but, but it's like, you know, like, again, it's like, I'm sorry, how many, of the, um, how many conversations do you get to do that? No, exactly, exactly. Although dare say, I, I don't think Pinter blows fire out of his nostrils. Well, I've heard stories. <laughs> I've heard some tales. He could pack a punch. <laughs> a screenwriter's companion, instruction, opinion, encouragement by Joseph Doherty, available both uh, as a physical book and as an ebook through Fayetteville. Mafia Press, as well as Amazon.com, and if you if you want to uh, purchase it at your local bookstore, just ask your local bookseller to order a Screenwriter's Companion, and they will order the book so that you can purchase it at your local bookstore. 
a limited number of autographed copies of A Screenwriter's Companion, signed, of course, by Joseph Doherty, also available directly through Fayetteville Mafia Press. We mentioned Ron Lagomasino a little while ago. Ron Lagomasino, director of the world premiere of Joe's play Chester Bailey in San Francisco a few years back. Ron Lagomarsino will direct a brand new production of Chester Bailey, starring Reed Burney and Ephraim Burney, that will be performed at the Irish Repertory Theater in New York City, 132 West 22nd Street in New York City, Wednesday, October 5th through Sunday, November 6th. Tickets and more information, 212-727-2737, or irishrep.org. We've been teasing this uh, throughout the era. I want to talk a little bit about some of the writers who have influenced us one way or another throughout our careers as writers. You mentioned this earlier. Um, you originally wanted to be, uh, write for film. You did write for yeah. film. Um, but uh, one of the first writers that made you want to be a writer and created awareness that there were such a thing as writers was Rod Serling. Yeah, we've, uh, it's interesting. Uh, you and I have talked. You and I have talked about this often, um, and it it and nothing has changed in, in in my admiration and frankly gratitude to having encountered Rod Serling uh, at an early age. I was at the early age; he was older than me. But I no, I saw. I, I was exposed to uh, the Twilight Zone as a kid uh, in the initial network run. Um, and it just was, it just, I mean, the phrase I used, it just, it just got in the hard wiring. <laughs> um, it didn't sound like anything else. It didn't look like anything else. It wasn't going for things. It wasn't going for anything I had ever seen a drama go for seriously. Um, and, it's, and again, uh, although he's, he's only a voice in the first season, it isn't until the second season that he, he physically appears on screen, usually smoking. Um, it was the concept that there, oh, storyteller is a profession, and and you could, if you do it well, uh, people will watch it and appreciate it, and they'll let you do more. And when you look at the uh, when you look at the Blu-ray edition of of the original Twilight Zone. They've included all the, what they used to call billboards, um, where, you know, Mr. Thurling will return after this word from mm -hmm. our alternate sponsor with word about next week's story. And so they would appear at the end of those episodes, and he would say, well, next week there's going to be a real, it's going to be a great story, it's going to be about a guy who's having a story. And he always mentions the person who wrote the story. Mm -hmm. He always, in, in, I think invariably, he doesn't say it when it's a script he wrote, um, but it's like basically, you know, it's like, and it's just so hard, it's just so, such a mensch thing to do, but you watch him, he says, uh, you know, next week's story is courtesy of Richard Madison, uh, the pen of Charles Beaumont. Um, and there are, there are like, there are, there's Searling, there's Charles Beaumont, there's Richard Matheson, there's George Clinton Johnson, and later Earl Hamner Jr. Um, wrote the bulk of the hundred and 
Screenwriter's Companion by Joseph Doherty, a screenwriter's companion, instruction, opinion, encouragement, available right now through Fayetteville Mafia Press and Amazon.com, a limited number of autograph editions of a screenwriter's companion, also available directly through Fayetteville Mafia Press. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. We've said, I've said this several times in that reading... A Screenwriter's Companion has brought back many memories of when I was in high school and when I was in college, for the formative years of when, when I first decided I want to be a writer. And you mentioned A Thousand Clowns. That, I remember watching that movie for the first time. I was either a junior or a senior in high school, and I think it was part of our English class. And it was... It was, I, I forget the specific point that the teacher was using A Thousand Clowns for, but it, it showed that, you know, movies, you're not, just, you're not just showing a movie just to kill two hours or to, or to kill two weeks of class or two days worth of classes. You're using the movie and you're stopping at certain points to illustrate certain points. And it, it also goes back to, something that you talk about in A Screenwriter's Companion is that any writer hopes to trigger, evoke some sort of reaction from the reader and hopefully make some sort of impact with the reader, even if it's just to make them laugh or, or, or to be entertained in the course of reading the story or watching the film version of their story. Yeah, and I think, actually, I think I want a little more. I mean, it's it's great if you got to laugh and, and then you all go home. But I do. I it's, it's again, it's something I talk about in the book. Mm-hmm. Is that this is the only shot at immortality, practically speaking? I think any of us is going to have. Yeah. Is if you can actually do something that'll that'll stick in the imagination of strangers, of people you don't know, who go away, 
something. I mean, they may not even know. I think it's like uh, just what you said. Maybe it's a laugh. Maybe it's a line of dialogue. Maybe it's, a, it's maybe it's a reaction. Maybe it's something they'll remember, or they won't remember it right. But at least you've kind of you you've gotten inside their head. Yeah. And frankly, yes, that's very selfish. <laughs> I do. I want to. I want to. Yeah, I, I'd like to. My, my source of comfort is 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 in thinking that that I've I've infected people like <laughs> a virus. No, this is a bad image. Um, but I mean, like, the only thing is, it's we want to be carried on. We want to be carried along, and stories are and stories are one of the ways we do that. Yeah, and. Um, and I would, boy, I'd love to know what the teacher wanted you to get specifically from a thousand clowns, because there there are there are practical and impractical lessons uh, in the play and in the and in the film. But I, boy, I wonder what they were. But you know, I mean, there's like there's the virtuoso quality of the language, mm-hmm. and, and and considering it is a play and and spends so much time on a very small number of sets. It's quite a cinematic film, I think. Mm-hmm. But of course, but then again, I think you just get, you just carry, just get carried along. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I should clock how long the scene is uh, in, in the apartment when, when William Daniels and Barbara Harris first show up to, to look into the healthy lifestyle of, of, of J.C. Robards. I, that must be, that's got to be a 20-minute scene of four people in a room. And you don't know it. It just flies by. Well, it got, I wish I knew what that teacher was wanting. Well, I can't remember what the teacher used. I mean, I, I remember the teacher, and now that I think of it, it was, it was my senior year in high school. It was, a mm-hmm. Christ, it, was a, it was a Christian brother named Martin DiMartini. And he was one of the best teachers I ever had. He was one of the he was one of the uh, teachers that got me interested in writing and telling stories. And I don't re- I don't remember why he used a thousand clowns. I do remember why he used Deliverance because we read Deliverance that year, and he used Deliverance to emphasize to illustrate the three things that every writer should do, whether they write for the stage, whether they write for um, for film, or even if they're writing nonfiction. There are three things a writer should do, and he, he brought it, he boiled it down to contact, impact, and commitment. You want to make contact with your reader. You want to have some sort of impact on what you're trying to say and trying to evoke some sort of reaction, and then once you make that impact, you have to commit yourself and carry through the point you're trying to make over the course of the story you're trying to tell. Um, it's, you know, it has, a, you know, it, 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 as everyone knows, everything in life is, is subject to a rule of threes. <laughs> Always be. <laughs> Yeah, it's all about three. Kind of rhythm there. Yes. Yeah, very... When you consider we're biped, that's 
amazing how many rules of three there are. Yeah, very much so. Very, very, very much so. I, I, I do remember, and this goes because I was because I am a child of television. Uh, I do remember that when we saw a thousand clouds, Fish was on ABC at the time. And so uh, the Barry Gordon played the young boy in A Thousand Clouds, and I thought, "Hey, man, that's the guy from Fish." <laughs> the kid from Fish, <laughs> who was also a very accomplished actor, and he went on to do Archie Bunker's place and all that, and all those other things. Oh, yeah. God, and he's in Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's right. That's right. That's right. Joseph Doherty is with us. Joseph Doherty, Emmy Award-winning writer, producer, director of 30-something, Saving Grace, Pretty Little Liars, and the author of a screenwriter's companion, Instruction, Opinion, Encouragement. Joe and I are talking about some of the many writers who influenced us one way or another throughout our life and career. We'll take a quick time out. We'll talk some more with Joseph Doherty. we come back on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.